Hey, listen, we are concluding our series this year called, or, or during this session called Home Improvement. Uh, for those of you who are new with us, we've been in a series on family, talking about all kinds of family issues, because how many of you know great families are a way to have a great community? Great community is a way to have a great nation, right? That, that, that's how it works. Hey, would you stand with us as we read God's word this morning? Hey, our scripture for the day this morning is John chapter 3, verse 30. John chapter 3, verse 30. It says this. Everybody read together. One, two, three, read. He must become greater and I must become less. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you, God, for your wonderful word. God, we thank you that it gives us everything that we need. I pray that today, God, this message would impact families and encourage families in Jesus' wonderful, wonderful name. Everybody say a big amen. You may be seated this morning. Hey, listen, how many of you know that if we're going to build great families, that scripture says he, that's talking about Jesus, he must become greater in our life, and we must become less. Here's what that means. We need to think about him more, and we need to think about others more, and we need to think about ourselves. Somebody say less, less. Listen, if we're going to build great families, we got to do great things together, and I want, to, I want to ask you a question this morning. How many want to do great things with your life? Would you raise your hand if you want to do great things with your life? I don't know about you, but I think every person on this planet Earth, they want to do great things. They want to make some kind of an impact. Listen, if we're going to do great things in this world, we're going to need to build mega families. Somebody say mega family. Say it like mega big. One, two, three. Mega family. Hey, if we're going to build mega families and we want to make a mega difference in our community, there's some things that your family is going to need. So the first thing that we're going to talk about today is what every parent needs from their kids. And you've got some notes with you on the back side of your bulletin, so you could fill that out and follow along what every parent needs from their kids. Now, check this out. I know that most kids and students here today are probably thinking, my parents don't need anything from me. They're parents after all. Their job is to give everything to me. So why should I give anything to them? Listen, I mean, it's kind of crazy, but as you grow up, your parents provide everything for you. They throw birthday parties for you. They make lunches for you in the morning, or they give you money for those lunches. Hey, some of you think my parents exist to be my personal Uber service. And it's their job to take me to school and bring me home and bring me to practice and take me to this party and take me to that party and then take me to the mall on the weekends. As young kids and as teens, we tend to think our parents are here to provide everything for us. But can I tell you, students, that there is something that your parents need from you. Here's the truth about parents. Parents are not perfect. We're not. We're not perfect at all. Can I tell you something else? We fail. Here's what else I want to say to every kid and every parent in here. If you've never heard your parents say, I'm sorry, here's what I want to say on behalf of your parents. We are so sorry. Because we don't get it right every time. And we want to hold it together for you because we want to be strong. But the truth is that sometimes it's really hard for us as parents to be strong. The truth is that we make mistakes because we all do. But I want you to listen up if you're a kid in here or if you're a teenager. Here's the thing. The truth is, is that your parents need something from you. They need something so important from you that nobody else on this planet can give them but you. They need your words. 
They need your words. The Bible actually says in Proverbs that the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Listen, here's what this means. The Bible is simply saying this, that your words, the tongue, has power of life and death. The tongue is reference of your words. Your words, they do two things. They either bring life or your words bring death. Students and kids, your parents need your words that bring life. I want you to think of it like this. Would you say something negative or you say words that are negative? It's almost like releasing poison. It's almost, what does poison do? Poison is there to kill things. And when your words and you speak words of life, they bring life. Can I tell you something? The more you use words like I love you, mom and dad. The more you say, I appreciate what you do for me, mom and dad. The more you say, thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice. The more you use words like that, the more life you bring to your parents. Can I tell you something? Here's a secret. Your parents will be a whole lot better at parents if you speak life to them. Because look, there's nobody else in the world that can do that for your parents except you. Here's the other cool thing. Listen to this. I can have a lot of people say, you are a good daddy, Sean. I could have a lot of people say, man, you are the most handsome daddy I have ever seen, Sean. (laughs) I know you're thinking that. But the one person on this planet that that drives and digs deep down into my heart when I hear those things is from that little girl right there, Eliana Sansevierino. When she looks at me and she says, I believe in you, and she touches my nose, and I say, I believe in you, and I touch her nose It's powerful. And some of you are thinking, well, I said that last month. I said that last week. How often do I really need to do this? Well, be in your notes. Your parents need your consistence. Listen, they need your words all the time. How how much do you need their words all the time? You need to be encouraged all the time. And they need your words all the time. Listen, if we're going to build mega families and we're going to do great things in our community, we got to know students and teens, your parents need something from you desperately. They need your words and they need your consistent words. What every child needs from their parents, they need you. They need you to set boundaries and stick to them so they feel safe and loved. Proverbs thirteen twenty four says, Whoever spares the rod, that does not mean beating, hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. Kids are looking for boundaries. They're looking to know how far they can go. They need you to be their role model. Instead of the old saying, do as I say and not as I do, try do as I say and as I do. They need you to show them how to treat others, how to follow rules, how to obey those in authority, how to stand for what is right. They need you to take them to church, even when you're weak and your weekend has been so full of activities that you're tired. They need you to take them to church. They need to know that God is important to you. If you show, him that, show them that God is important to you, he'll become important to them. If you show them that fellowship with other believers is important, When they're not with you, they're going to go to a church. They're going to look for other believers to help them. They need you to show them that. They need you to spend time with them. Jesus took time out for the children. He told his disciples, I got time. Hold on. They need you to spend time with them. They need you to show them that they are important to you. Spending time with them doesn't mean just right there. It means be involved in their lives. Participate with them in games. Homework. Spend time with them in discussions. Some of our greatest discussions were my kids were in the back seat while we were driving to school, and I would know everything that happened during their day because I listened. Stop and listen. Be a part of them. Just being with them is not the same as spending time with them. 
Your kids need you to be their greatest source of encouragement. If you are not their source of encouragement, the world will be. The world will encourage them to turn from God. The world will encourage them to disrespect you and all authority. We're already seeing that. They need you to, teach, to encourage them to do whatever is right because the world's going to teach them to do whatever feels right, regardless of the harm it causes to anyone else. What do your children need from you? They need you. So I'm going to be talking about what every teen needs from their parent. Now, here's the thing. Before I get started, I do want to say this. What I'm about to say does not come from my obvious genius and uncanny wisdom of how to raise a teenager. Because I do not have one. Lindy and I don't even have kids yet. But here's the thing. It comes from my own personal experience of once being a teenager, which most of us can say we've done that. It comes from some study and research, and it also comes ultimately from Scripture. And so out of all the things that I think a teenager needs, because there's a lot, but I think one of the most important things a teenager needs from their parent is to witness an example. It's to witness an example. Pastors mentioned before um, the scripture that talks about how to train up a child the way he or she should go. Well, one of the most effective ways of training and teaching someone is what? For them to watch you, right? And so another way to think about it could be this. Uh, I think it's safe to say that when you get down to the core of what parenting really is, it's discipleship. Okay? And Jesus discipled. And so one of the Jesus methods of discipleship is this, this process right here. It's I do something, you watch me do it. Then I do something, you help. Then you do it and I help. And then you do it and someone else watches. What's the first and last step of that process? Someone watching someone else to learn how to do something. And let's be real, mom and dad. I mean, I'm, no matter what age your kids are, okay, they're watching you, right? Even if you don't want them watching you. So what example are they witnessing from you? Okay, what are they watching you do or what are they watching you not do? That's going to shape and mold their decision making, okay, their behavior, and the way they ultimately end up living their lives. Because what they're witnessing, the information download they are getting on a daily basis, I think can briefly be split up into three basic categories. Okay? Their, their church life, which if they're in church, they're, um, hopefully they're getting a lot of examples of, of, a lot of, they're witnessing a lot of examples of what they should be. But okay, they're here for an hour and a half, maybe five hours a week. Okay? But then their social life, which is the eight plus hours they're spending at school, then whatever extra stuff they're doing in sports or extracurriculars. Then they're going out with their friends, going to the movies, the mall, hitting up in and out because let's be real, that's where the presence of God dwells, right, people? Come on. So they got their, their church life, they've got their social life, and by the time they get to their home life, there's just not much time left. And so in that short amount of time, what example is your teenager watching and witnessing from you? Okay, what example are they witnessing in the easy times when things are going real well in life? Are they still seeing you spend time in God's word? Are they still seeing you get down on your knees in prayer? Or are they only witnessing that from you when things are hard, when life isn't going well? Okay, in the easy times. What about in the extreme times? Okay, because I'm sure it can be a lot harder to keep a level head when the stress of bills are piling up and maybe you just lost your job or there's an extreme illness in the family or maybe a death of someone close to you. Okay, are they witnessing 
what someone's supposed to do and how they're supposed to rely on the Lord for strength through tough times when junk and chaos is going on? Are they witnessing life-giving words from you as you're talking to other people? Jesus was talking to his disciples in John 13, verse 15. This is what he says. He says, For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Okay, so understand this passage, when he's talking to his disciples, he just washed their feet to illustrate servanthood. But this right here, I think, can be applied to every aspect of our life. So what do your teenagers need from you? Okay, they need you to be the example that you want them to be to others. Pastor. Well, my assignment today is to talk about what grown kids need from their parents. See, no matter how old that you get, you'll always need your mama. And you'll always need your daddy. What you need from them changes. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 29 says, The glory of the young is their strength. It goes on to say, The gray hair of experience is the splendor of the old. So I thought about my assignment today. I narrowed it down to three things. Three things that grown kids, they still need from their parents. The first thing that I thought about was this. They they need their parents to separate their childhood from their adulthood. They need their parents to understand that they are not kids anymore. That they're babies have grown up. They need their parents to understand that the statue of limitations has run out on all the stupid stuff their kids did when they were growing up. And they need their parents to stop throwing that up to them on a regular basis. They need their parents to treat them as adults and not as children. They need their parents to understand that the road to respect now runs both ways. Number two, they need their parents to support their decisions. Now, their parent may not always agree with their decisions. Their parents may not always like the decisions that, that, that they make. And it's okay when asked for, say ask for, It's okay when asked for, when it's asked for input, to share some of the cautions and some of the negatives of their potential decision. But once the decision has been made, they need the support of their parents. Approximately four years ago, when Sean and Krista sat my wife and I down and told us that they were moving back to Phoenix to go on staff with the Barnetts at Phoenix First Assembly. I said, okay, if you're sure this is what you're supposed to do. I said, but you're going to miss Ellie because she can't move away from her Grammy and her papa. <laughs> and can you believe they moved her away from her Grammy and her papa? Honestly, we weren't happy that they were moving away. Was it our choice? Didn't make us jump and click our heels. Hey, our kids are moving several hundred miles away. But we supported their decision. 
also felt honored that they were going to be staff members at such a great church with such an incredible history. Grown kids need their parents to support their decisions. The third thing I thought about that grown kids need from their parents, they need their parents to share in the nurturing of the children. Somebody said it takes a village to raise a child. I don't know for sure about that. But I, knew, I do know that children are easily influenced. And the village or the environment that they are in most will dramatically influence them. Parents desperately need their parents to be a good influence on their children, their grandchildren. They need them to share in the nurturing of their children. They, they need them to be on the same page with them in their values and in their discipline and in their encouragement. They, are now, they need them to allow the parents to take the lead and they as grandparents to simply take the role as support. I can tell you by experience that this is easy when your grandkids have such awesome parents as all four of my grandkids have. I understand, I know this isn't the case with everyone, and I am so thankful for my kids, and I am so grateful for their incredible spouses. Well, today ends our series on home improvement. Hopefully some homes have been improved because they have not only listened to, to the teachings, but hopefully they have, they have started to implement some of the teachings in this series. If you're new today or you have missed some of the teaching in this series, I, I encourage you to go to our website. I encourage you to listen to the teachings that you have not yet heard. I've had several people tell me that they go home and listen to the teaching again. Father, I just, I just thank you for this, this incredible series, Lord, this series that you laid upon our heart, Father. Thank you for your word that has so much to say about the family, so much to say about marriage and all that it entails, finances, how to make good godly decisions, how to communicate and parenting all of the instructions of your word that teach us how to be godly parents. God, I just pray for every family today. Father, I just pray, Lord, that Lord, the teaching, Lord, that has been presented, Father, the last few weeks, Father, I pray, Lord, that it will find a lodging place in the heart of, the, uh, of those in the family. God, I just pray, Lord, for the families that are struggling today. Father, I just pray that you will help them today, Father. God, I pray you'll help us that are, that are parents and those of us that are grandparents. Father, to understand that, that, that there are a lot of heroes in the, in the lives of their kids, sports heroes, movie stars, rock stars, all these kinds of of heroes that they have, but understand that, that the greatest hero they have of all is their, their mother and their father. The greatest influence that is coming to them is coming from mom and from dad. I pray that you'll help us, Father, to understand that, 
to understand that, God, and so to be the greatest example we can possibly be to our children, our great and our and our grandchildren. Father, we love you and we bless you and we praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen.